Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the social psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. I'm very pleased this evening to have special guest, Nicole Livingston. Nicole is an internationally renowned celebrity spiritual advisor. She is also an author and a transformational consultant, as well as a master manifester. I came across Nicole's information through YouTube, and I must admit I was very impressed with her YouTube channel. She currently enjoys having over 34,000 subscribers, and she's produced 1,433 videos to date. Nicole has been ranked number four out of the top 60 spiritual YouTube channels you must follow by Speedspot as of February 9, 2018, surpassing Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra. This list was compiled after reviewing thousands of spiritual YouTube channels in Feedspot's index and using search criteria and social metrics. Nicole's channel is extremely interesting. She's been doing it for approximately three years and have had well over 4 million views to date. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I, I can't tell you how excited I am to have our discussion today with our audience. I know that you've been on your spiritual journey for some time, and I wanted to ask you if you could tell the audience a little about your first experience you can recall in terms of your gifts as a psychic. Okay, Sure. I'm originally from Rochester, New York, and I've been a seer, a visionary for as long as I can remember, but the probably the first experience that really is and always will be soul-shaking for me is when I was six. I realized, you know, I'm living a different life. This is going to be different from even uh, my, my closest friends at the time. And uh, what happened was I was attending a after-school program, and it was part of the Underground Railroad, which I learned later, and it was just packed with artifacts, and I could get lost in there, and I loved it because at six, I already knew I was, you know, my comfort zone was speaking to my angels and my spirit guides, and it was second nature to me. It was what, you know, looked weird to everyone else, but it was just comfortable for me. It was normal for me. And so one day, the big kids said I could hang with them, and I'm like, okay, well, they found a Ouija board. 
And I didn't know what that was. I was six. And I just knew that, you know, the big kids were letting me hang. So I went into the room with them and they started asking questions. And I was puzzled because I could see a spirit standing next to me. And it would question, I questioned, you know, why are they, why are they asking like that? Why don't they just ask her the way that I'm seeing her? Why don't they just ask her like they can ask me? Because that's how I saw spirits and angels. And so they asked, you know, who was here? And she said that she was a slave girl and you could see it. Her, her, her clothes and her head wrap and the whole nine yards. And so when they asked if she wanted to um, go into anyone's body, by that time she had moved from my right to my left side. And, um, you know, again, I'm six years old. And so I could see her looking at me while I was looking at the board uh, point to me. And she turned and looked at me and said that I was the one and that freaked me out. That that did it for me. That I ran out of the room at <laughs> six years old. Wow. I knew that, yeah, none of the, my angels or my spirit guys that I had always talked to, that I would go, you know, get up on Saturday mornings. Um, my mother would cook breakfast, and we would hear back down memory lane music, R&B music. And I'd be ready to head out the doors because I had a little spot I would go to. And I was very comfortably, you know, speaking with my angels and spirit guides there. But at that point of her saying, you know, pointing to me and, you know, saying that she wanted to enter me, that freaked me out. I went to the daycare worker. His name was Tony, and he was from England, and he was such a free spirit. He was Beatles-driven, John Lennon, everything. And I trusted him totally because I knew... He understood, and he said that he believed me. He said, I, I believe you totally. And he said, Nicole, I said, you can't tell anybody. Please don't tell anybody about this because they're going to think that I'm all, you know, I'm even more crazier than they already do. I'm weirder than, you know, what they already say. So he said he would never tell anybody, and he trusted what I was saying and that, you know, that I wouldn't be hurt. And so when my mother picked me up, I just remember seeing them talk and I could see her talking to him, looking at me. She would go back and look at him. And I knew it was an adult conversation that, you know, about what had happened. And so I just knew at that point that, you know, my life would be really different. That's amazing. And um, did you see that, that spirit any longer than when it was dressed as a servant after the first time, did you see her any further additional times while you're after your daycare? I did, and it was really powerful for me because, you know, my mother, she cultivated my spiritual gift. She knew I was gifted before I knew what was going on, before I knew that it was really something that not everybody would appreciate and not everybody would like. So I, when I did see her again, I do remember feeling her presence and feeling okay with it because I trusted Tony, the daycare uh, teacher, and I absolutely trust my mother. And I brought it to my spirit guides and my angels, and 
because I questioned it, you know, that this was really wow. different. You never asked me to enter my body, so that was something, you know, is that okay? Is that something that, you know, that I'm supposed to do? Is it okay to do that? But, yeah, I did, and, um, and then just as quickly as I did, I never saw her again. I knew wow. that there were other energies there, and so every time I would come back, it wasn't a, a matter of feeling um, uncomfortable because I was still very comfortable and confident to be by myself because I knew my spirit guides. I knew my angels. So, you know, being by myself was no problem. It was something that I really, really looked forward to and preferred. I can understand that. And in terms of your, your early years, I know this happened when you were six years old. Your mom cultivated it with you, you said. At what point did you start noticing it further as you were developing? Throughout elementary school, throughout, um, you know, I would, I had a beautiful teacher that actually was my teacher the next year. And so her and my mother they were closer than I realized at the time, but this was about third and fourth grade, and she had my name. My human name is Jennifer, Jennifer Nicole, and I am, you know, Nicole, and her name was Jennifer, my teacher, so I just felt a connection with her, but she knew more about my gifts than I knew to share, and so I would get up in the middle of her teaching class and I would get up and be on my way out to the playground because I could hear my angels calling me and I could see angels and I could see spirits out there playing. I could see kids out there. I could see them calling for me to come out to play. And there were plenty of times that I got up and went to the window and where she would have to rein me back in, you know, Jennifer, sit back, Jennifer, Jennifer, and by the time I'd come back, you know, it would be, I'd be embarrassed. And so sure. a part of, you know, people saying, you know, you know, why are you so weird? You know, and well, how do you know that? When I never told anybody that, I would tell my friends, okay, it's okay because, you know, when your mom told you such and such, you know, my mom tells me stuff like that. And they would be like, well, how do you even know that? That was a, you know, conversation, a discussion that we were having in our home. You know, you weren't there. So it was hard for me to keep it in. Through high school, the same thing. But I was, you know, very popular in high school. And I feel, you know, that part of my spiritual gifts was or is as a healer was coming out then. Because even though people would, you know, they do the the snapping of the fingers or they wave your their hands in front of your face because you're having an out-of-body experience or because I'm having a psychic premonition or um, whatever it is at the, the moment, they're, you know, understanding that my soul, they saw my soul, and I believe that. So people were drawn to me at the same time of people understanding there's something weird. <laughs> there's something, you're such a free spirit, but there's something weird. And why do you, why, how are you telling me this? And I didn't tell anybody to the point of people thinking, you know, did you get in my passcode? Did you, you know, really freaking people out? So 
I'm sorry, I was going to say, I think it's a great example of you coming to terms of understanding your gift and being able to express it and having the confidence. Uh-huh. And I think that's something that is routine with people who have these type of abilities that you, uh-huh. you have to rationalize it within yourself and understand where exactly your gift falls within your, your life and, and the people within it. When you mentioned that you had the gift of healing, I think that's a great way of phrasing it. In what ways did you uh-huh. find that you were healing people uh, in high school? Well, uh, my best friend, uh, Yolanda, she uh, was pregnant. And uh, I went into what would have been labor if I were pregnant. And we were in totally different states at the time. I had gone on religious retreat with my mother for the weekend. And uh, she was, Yolanda was due to have her baby. And I immediately felt labor pains. And I didn't know what it was at 17, but we had to stay in that day. And my mother knew, and she said, you know, have you, do you want to try to call Yolanda? And I said, you know, yeah. And she said, so we tried to call. And that's the first time that really I had ever heard someone say, you know, you are uh, reaching out to her spiritually and you need to let her know it's okay. And you need to show my mother was actually easing me through and helping me breathe as if I were pregnant and come to find out it was at the time that Yolanda was in labor and um, it was incredible. Yeah. So that telepathic energy is very real and it's very powerful and I can freak people out that aren't aware of that side of healing. But it also was very important for me to understand that healing energy was coming in from people not sharing verbally what was going on with them, but spiritually they were calling out and my soul was picking up on it. So it was very confusing in high school to figure out, am I hearing this with my human ears or am I seeing it with my, with my spiritual sight? Am I picking up on it spiritually or through my human? And that I struggled with. Um, because I was trying to seek my own identity as a young lady. You know, I wanted to have a life that uh, my spiritual gift at the time I saw it as keeping me from having quote unquote normal or normal feet. Sure. And I just think it, it's challenging enough going through your adolescence. I can only imagine, well, in terms of having that occur as you're going through your adolescence. For me, it didn't happen until my 20s. So I can understand the confusion that would be going through that. Now, with college, uh, you um, you had some other experiences. And uh, can you tell us a little about what those were like in college for you with your gift? Oh, sure. Uh, College was, it was something else. (laughs) That's when it really (laughs) got started. You know, my mother was very aware, again, of her spiritual gifts, and she was more aware of my potential than I realized. And she never, you know, really shared that with me. It was It's something that I, I learned as an adult, and we had that conversation. But when I got there, you know, I'm at a historically black college, and I'm excited, you know, I'm away from New York, and I'm ready to do it. And uh, I meet her at the dorm room and after registering in hot 
uh, Virginia weather, a hundred and some degree weather. And she's like, Nicole, go get your room changed. You're not going to want to stay here. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, you're not going to want to be here. And I said, in the room, she said, you're not going to want to sleep in this room. And I'm like, you're crazy. You know, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm not going back out there. I spent all day, reg- you know, registering and all of that. Well, come to find out there was a lot of ungodly energy there. And so it didn't kick off until my mother left. She stayed with me for two weeks. She was initially scheduled to stay for a week, but because she absolutely knew that, you know, there was something deep going on, she stayed an extra week. When she left, the very next day, I started having out-of-body experiences, lucid dreaming, and lucid dreaming is when, you know, your, your state of consciousness of when you're asleep, when you're fasting, you're dreaming, you're aware that you're dreaming, and you can control that dream. Um, but what I was having was psychic attack and spiritual warfare, and the out-of-body experiences I was having was freaking me out. This is a degree that I never experienced before. And when I would wake up, I would be completely beat up. I would feel physically drained. I was missing classes. And I was just things were going downhill. In my dream state, I would not be able to run. I knew that something ungodly was chasing me, was trying to get at me. I could feel the the clawing on my I could hear the gnashing of teeth. I could hear screaming and I could and I would fall in my dreams and I would fall, 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 fall. Sometimes I would it would be what is human logic an abyss. Sometimes I would hit and I would wake up and I could feel my body bounce off of the bed. All of these times. I would wake up and my roommate would be staring right at me laughing. Wow. And yeah, that was it for me. And um, we made some phone calls because in our family, this is generational. What we know, it is fourth uh, generational um, documented that we are visionaries, that we are seers, and that we're very aware of our spiritual gifts. But, of course, back through generational, you know, generations, it was very taboo to speak of, and it was dangerous, you know. It was, you know, you could lose your life by saying that you are gifted. So she made some phone calls and figured out what I needed to do, and we understood that, I'm on a mission, and when you're on that mission, there's going to be opposing energy. So there was one situation where I had an out-of-body experience, and I saw myself, I was up in the corner of the room, and my friends came in and said, you know, where's Jennifer? And they asked her, and she pointed to me, and I could see her, and I could see them, and I was screaming for them to please wake me up and I could see myself. And that's something that I will never forget. It's something when you have a out-of-body experience, it is 
soul shaking when it is when you're dealing with spiritual warfare, when you're having an out of body experience and it's pleasant and it's you know godly energy and it's of the divine, you know you don't forget it. But that sure. I could you know I couldn't ask them I couldn't get them to wake me up. So when I did finally wake up, I ran out of the room and I remember telling them you know. Why didn't you wake me up? And they were like, well, if you were awake, why are, you, why are you acting like you were asleep? And I was trying to explain to them that I wasn't, you know, awake. So that right there was enough for me. And, you know, we made some more phone calls. I went home. That stuff followed me. Her energy, my roommate's energy followed me home. I had the same experiences in my own bedroom that I grew up in. And long story short, they told me to ask her, Nicole, you need to ask her if she believes in God. And I said, it's crazy. I'm not going to ask her. She's an African-American young lady like me. Of course she does. And when I asked her, she said no, and she laughed. Wow. And that, yeah. So that right there was enough. And she uh, had a crush on my boyfriend, and so, and I didn't know about all of that. So there was this, there was definite energy there that was evil. And so I ran to the registrar's office and I told them what the deal was, and they never questioned me. They just said the only room we have is across this, across the hallway. I said I'll take it. And as soon as I moved my stuff out, is when all of it stopped. Oh, yeah. And I, later I, I realized uh, there's some ancient spiritual practices that I have since mastered and, you know, have been blessed to obtain and to learn that we still, um, that, you know, date back generations that they were doing for me, my family, that I didn't know at the time also. I got you. I have a question as a follow-up for you. I, I understand that you've had this since you're early in your life, six years of age, and um, going through your adult life after college, what caused you to launch yourself full-time as a psychic? Like, how did you start to embrace your gift and decide to do this as your, as your livelihood and as your main purpose? Well, I got laid off from a Fortune 5 company, and... You know, I was happy about it. I just didn't want to lose any more years of watching my kids grow up. I had missed so many important milestones with my daughter. And then when I was pregnant with my son, I said, you know, Lord, I can't do this anymore. You know, please help me. And I knew my spiritual guidance, you know, for all my life. And so I knew that a big chunk of it comes in my vision and in my dreams. And so... Spirit, which is God, told me that they would lay me off. And I said, okay. Now, initially, um, they told me one day, which would have opposed my my dream and my vision, but then they called me back and told me to come in on the day that God told me they were going to do it. So I was ready. I needed that severance <laughs> package. You know, I was done with corporate America. The, you know, I love the money. Um, they paid me well. I made six figures when I left, but my soul was drained, you know, and it wasn't my passion. My passion was, you know, sending inspirational emails and helping and coaching and advising. So I went in 
and uh, my manager procrastinated till I asked him, can we talk? You know, and I, when I showed up, they were all like, what are you doing? I was wearing totally not corporate America. I was wearing a, a cute little summer top and, um, you know, very unprofessional because I knew I wasn't staying that day. I was ready to go have my mani-pedi, you know, spend time with the kids and just have a great day. And so I got him in the room, and he still procrastinated. And I said, uh, are you going to lay me off or what? And he just went paper white. And, you know, he stumbled over asking me how I knew. And I told him, well, you know, you're a praying man, right? And he said, he nodded. And I said, God told me. And he just burst into tears because he had been trying to stop it. And, you know, he was trying to do everything in his power. And he was talking to his wife about it. What am I going to do? He was riddled with anxiety about it. So I told him, you know, I needed this. I prayed for this because I needed the severance package. So then he understood a little bit more, but he said he still, you know, was really weird to him. And uh, he knew there was something about me, but that, that was really over his head. And so we stayed in a little longer so he could clear his face up. As he said, if he went out like that, they would never let him live it down. Live it down. And, um, yeah, so that was it for me. It was just too much. So he was having a hard time trying to communicate to you about it, and you were considering it a blessing. <laughs> yeah, it was a straight blessing. <laughs> no, I said, exactly. that, you know, God, uh, I can't lose, you know, any more time with my kids. And I need them to lay me off. I can't quit. And please do it. And Spirit told me they're going to do it in three days. And I said, okay, well, I haven't even gotten a call to go back yet. And I got the call by like that evening. And then, uh, but the day was off. And I think they wanted me to go back on Monday. And Spirit told me Wednesday. And I said, are you sure you want me to come back Monday? And he's like, yeah, you can come on in. But then he called me back and said, you know, excuse me, I know this is unprofessional to call you. I think it was on a Sunday. And he said, uh, but, you know, I've got so much scheduled for the beginning of the week, and I want to make sure I give you your attention, the attention you deserve. Can you come back on Wednesday? And so it was the, the three days. Spirit talks to me in threes. And so I was like, yeah, I'll be there with <laughs> bells on. <laughs> You were ready for it. <laughs> oh, man, sounds like, yeah. Sounds like it was your spiritual declaration of independence from the corporate America that you had previously known. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, what did you do next after you got your severance package? What was the next step you took? You know, I took several years off, spent time with my children, and I uh, just enjoyed my life. And then it got to be too much. I wanted to do something. And so I started asking Divine Source, you know, what do I do? You know, and I kept hearing, you know, do what you love. And for me to go into my mission, and I knew children, I love the babies, but I also love to teach. And so I went back to school. And um, that was a big step for me, you know. And that was something that people were like, you know, what are you doing? Because I applied for a college that had family housing and I didn't get approved before we moved and relocated there. And people were asking me, you know, 
how could you do that? You know, why would you do it? What if they say no? What if they say you're not accepted? Well, Spirit already told me that they said yes. And so I had gotten to that point of not explaining my spiritual guidance and just feeding faith. You know, you feed faith and you start fear. And not everybody is going to get it. But that's the life that I've led. It's in me. And so I know this to be, you know, basically a spiritual, it's a secret spiritual code of life. It's spiritual guidance. And so they ultimately accepted me. And we, uh, my children and I, were there. And uh, then it took a turn. It took a turn. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of turn did it take? (laughs) Took a turn. I wasn't supposed to be a teacher. And uh, (laughs) I thought I was. (laughs) I thought I was. But I started getting confirmation that, no, Nicole, your classroom is all of humanity. You're to serve the masses. And I had taken the uh, Praxis exam, which is an exam that teachers have to take and pass it, and there was no problem. And um, I was preparing for the second one, and I kept getting uh, message after message, but they were coming to me in triplicate, which is how Spirit speaks to me. And I finally listened, and I just said, okay, this is okay. I'm going to have to do this, but I don't know what the path is. I just know that this is the direction I'm going in, and this is my mission. And so I went to my advisor, and I said, you know, uh, I don't know how you're going to take this, but, and she was the chairwoman of the educational uh, department, and uh, I said, I can't go into a classroom. My mission is to serve the masses and all of humanity. And I just said it the way that Spirit was telling me. She looked at me, and she got up and closed the door, and she came back and said, I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it it when I first saw you. She said, do you remember? I couldn't take my eyes off of you because she had to get interviewed by everybody. And uh, she said, I could not stop looking at you. Your spirit just is so loud and glowing, and she said all these wonderful things, and she said, you got to do it. You have to do it. She pulled out her phone, and she started showing me uh, private pictures and messages, and her grandmother was a palm reader and was teaching her. Yeah. So, And she said, you know, if they knew this about me, they would run me out of here. She said, you've got to do this. (laughs) This is your calling. It's all over you. So I did it. So once you decided to leave teaching or your goal of teaching to go forward, with your path as a psychic and as a spiritual advisor and your other talents as well. At what point did you decide that you wanted to broadcast your gift uh, through social media? For example, I know you have your YouTube channel and I believe it's called spiritual guidance from Nicole XO. What inspired you to develop your YouTube channel? Well, I listen and you know, Uh, our spiritual guidance speaks to us very clearly. My prayer of spiritual guidance has always been since my early 20s is divine source, please show me my spiritual guidance the way that I can receive it. And if you show me this, I'll do this. And if you show me that, I'll do that. And I'll sacrifice whatever part of that 
ego of your human that is opposing the direction that the universe is pulling you in, then you make that choice. And it is then out of your hands. And for me, that's the most freeing, empowering moment because I don't have to worry about it. It's already done. My job is to act. And so in listening to my spiritual guidance, I kept asking, you know, Divine Source, please show me how to do this. What, how do I serve? What am I serving? And so enough times of waking up in the middle of the night, hearing spiritual guidance and saying, okay, and being wide awake so that I would know at that moment, start speaking, start researching. What is it? I didn't even know what to call it, Jason. I just knew that this was the life I led. So I asked, yeah, what is my, so what am I doing? And I would see the YouTube symbol, the brand, and it would wake me up. I could see it everywhere. Someone would mention it. When you receive your spiritual guidance, you receive it synchronistically, but you receive it through a variety, so many different ways. Divine speaks to us. It's divine communication. And so that's what I was getting. And, you know, that pull of telling me, embrace this. This is the life you've led, and this is how you're teaching it. So I knew that people were not liking it, part of my family. You know, the one that's always been there, my best friends that I've really grown into from adulthood, and my mama and my uh, younger brother, my children. They've never wavered, you know, but some people have, and I still get it because it's, it's something that spiritual alchemy you know, spiritual alchemy is spiritual guidance, and spiritual guidance defies human logic. So what people can't understand logically, it scares them. And so, you know, I was a single mom then, and hearing, you know, what are you going to do this for? How are you going to do this? How are you going to take care of your children? How are you, what are you thinking? You know, I'm thinking that I'm serving in a purpose outside of myself. And I'm knowing that pulling me in this direction to impact and serve the masses. And I know that I'll be successful. And I didn't question it. You know, I've got two beautiful spiritual warriors that doctors told me I would never have. They told me not even to try to have children. And that was the number one thing that I felt as a child I was here for. You know, I, I saw my daughter when I was 17, and I told my mother, you know, I just dreamt about my daughter, and I described her, and my mother said, you know what her name is, right? I said, no, and she told me her name, and that's her name now, and they defied human logic, and I'm here, oh. and so are they. That's great. How you old know, are your children? children? Yeah, seven and nine. And they're gifted, wow. and they get it. They know that people don't uh, understand it. They know that some people don't don't get it. My son shared a story that I shared on our Instagram page, NicoleXOCOM, that he was he said, you know, Mama, I'm gonna get four Skittles. You know, as a little treat from the teacher, I'm gonna get four Skittles today. And I said, okay. He said, yep, I'm gonna get four Skittles. Now this is his. Um, he's manifesting this. 
and uh, and I'm going to um, do this. And I said, okay, well, the next day he shared with me he got those four Skittles and he got something else. And then he went into another side of it and was saying, and, you know, when Ethan and I, Ethan asked me to raise them, and then we said, raise that go, and I beat him. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait, slow down. I didn't know you raised Ethan. Ethan is his nemesis. So I'm like, you know, I got to hear this story. And he said, Mama, sure. I'm manifesting it. And so, you know, they know how to do it, but this is a child that also saw through a wall. And I had to call his father and ask him, you know, did you take him into the attic? And he said, you know, why would I do something like that? I said, because he just told me that he can see this cylinder, silver cylinder, as if he's been in the attic, and I'm in the attic. And so I'm going down the stairs. I'm looking through the ceiling. How can he see this air duct, the air-conditioned cylinder that I'm looking at? He can't see it from his view. So how else can he? And he kept asking me, Mama, don't you see it? And he's pointing to the side, to the point of the ceiling where it would be where I was touching it. So that and my daughter, speaking of you know, different occurrences they both have shared, you know, that we're very aware that they're spiritually gifted and we're very aware that energy, as I shared earlier, that is not of God, you know, really will, can and will try to attack innocent children because children are the most pure. So just as a sideline, I am, you know, always, always teaching spiritual safety. That's number one in everything, coaching, programs, whatever it is. That's a, Spiritual safety. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to ask you because we have yeah. a little over 20 minutes left and we actually have two callers that have been patiently waiting, but I want to get into this, the, the meat oh, of right. your projects that you're working on right now and be able to sure. share with our audience um, exactly the services that you offer to anyone who's interested in working with you and, and, and just to give us a, an idea. I know you uh, you do private coaching. Is that right? Correct. Can you tell us a little about what you, what you do as a as a private coach? Sure. Started turning out that um, coaching clients were really finding their life mission and succeeding in it. And so they were asking me for extensions. I didn't have the packages even set up, so they were rolling into six and twelve month um, packages with me. And uh, ultimately getting the results that some going into coaching didn't even know that they wanted, that they were seeking. And so, you know, yeah, helping people succeed in their sole purpose. Wow. What steps did you take to pursue life coaching as one of your specialties that you offer to your clients? I attracted it. I have to say it like that because we all know, you know, the law of attraction, um, but there you can know it and still be frustrated because, you know, there's something missing there. And so really a big part of it was my clients were, it was unfolding as such. And so knowing that I am succeeding in my life mission, feel that, you know, you're giving, you're receiving. And it's that cycle of love that really produces that success. Definitely. I am looking also, I reviewed your website and I wanted to look at your information. I want to make sure we share everything that you can offer at this point to any prospective student or client of yours. 
it's good that you are a spiritual educator. Can you tell me a little about your seven-month Life Mission Master Academy? Oh, yes. So we have our seven-month Life Mission Master Academy started on the Virgo full moon because the Virgo energy is the workhorse, and we're actually wrapping it up with the Virgo new moon and uh, September 9th. And so it takes six months to really reach zero likelihood of going back to an old behavior. So we use universal energy because our life mission is our calling and everybody has a soul purpose, everybody. But what we do is we go from getting you aligned with your, uh, your niche, which is ultimately your life mission, your soul purpose. You can pick a niche in business and hate it. You know, I've left corporate America six figures. It was good money, but it was so draining. It was horrible. And so we, we align you perfectly with your mission and you, we get you laser focused on it. But we also go through business aspects, setting you up legally, um, making sure your taxes are straight making sure your terms and conditions, all of that, the particulars that aren't spiritual are involved in the Masterclass Academy so that you succeed. But we also go through one full month or four, um, I think it turned out to be five lessons of mind shift. There are certain strategies and techniques and methods that I've learned from business coaches, mentors. I'm a coach with coaches, you know, advisors, consultants that helped me get it right because this isn't my first, you know, business, but it's my, it's the, it's the successful one and it's my mission. So we absolutely, we absolutely go hard with that for seven months. Wow. Uh, I also know that you have an accelerated eight week program. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, sure. Um, for anybody that is just, you know, wants to serve, that is ready to go into their calling and uh, just tired of living a life of regret. We get one beautiful life to live. You know, I do believe in reincarnation, but where they don't have the courage to step forward and they need that support, you know, the lack of support is the number one reason people don't succeed in their goals. And so they have a direct one-on-one coaching with me and we go hard, and I'm right there every step of the way to get them the results that they seek. I was going to say, a lot of people think that when they go into spiritual-based businesses that they shouldn't make money. A lot of people say that, you know, but that's just not true. And so we go through all of that also. It's like a, a doctor. A doctor goes into medicine because a part of their spiritual gift is healing, you know, so you absolutely are going into business for yourself to use your spiritual gifts and you should be successful and thriving in it financially also. Definitely. I'm going to take a few minutes to, we have two callers that have been waiting patiently, Nicole, and I'm going to give them about three minutes each to ask their question if they have one. And um, we'll see what, hold on one second. Let's see who we have. Hi, this is Jason Zook. Welcome to the show. Hello. Yes, hello. This is Jason Zook. Welcome to the show. I have you on the phone with uh, on the on the air with Nicole and myself. Good evening, Jason and Nicole. This is Cynthia. I met Nicole 
as a client. She was my spiritual coach. And after that, I became a dedicated follower. Nicole, question. Um, during your reading of the Aries energy, you stated at the end of this month would be an excellent time for a Scorpio. I was in awe that night. My question is, is it about my apartment in New Jersey coming through? Or my first love, Keith, who thinks I am magnificent? Is it a re reunion with him? Or do you have a word for my grandmother, Sonia? Oh, I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> Nicole is a beautiful spirit. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm going to have Nicole answer that in about a minute and a half just to keep us focused because of our time constraints. But um, okay. I appreciate your question. So, Nicole, if you can take that <laughs> as best as you absolutely. can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I just absolutely. Your grandmother, you know, she comes in very clearly. And she's absolutely telling you to keep pushing on. Don't give up because whatever just happened that shook you, Cynthia, is temporary. You are transforming, and you cannot give up. Honey, you've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep pursuing. I won't. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please show me. Please show me. I won't light your light. Light the, light the flame. Light the, the flame. Light. Are, light. You light, um, are you lighting the candles? I have, yes, I have three candles lit right now. And my uh, meditation stone. Yes, the room is lit. My altar is lit. Okay, keep it up. Keep it up, honey. Keep it up. Thank you so much because they're happy and, and you're giving them reverence and they're definitely praying for you on the other side. She's definitely there, honey. Yes, I know. Cynthia, thank you for your call, Cynthia. We appreciate it. I, I saw a patient you were, and I deeply appreciate you calling into the show. Thank you, Jason, for letting me speak and 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 give Nicole kudos. Excellent. She did she did for me what a psychiatrist a psychiatrist couldn't do for me. Absolutely, she's blessed. <laughs> she's got <gifts. laughs> well, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Cynthia. Love you, Nicole. Thank you. You too. Love you, honey. Thank you. That was great, Nicole. I'm going to take this one other caller because they've been patient, patiently waiting for us. Yeah. Hi, this is Jason Zook. Thank you for calling into the show. Hi, Jason. Hi, Nicole. It's Laquana. Hi, Laquana. How are you doing? Hi. Uh, I, had a, I didn't really have a question, but when she went to talking about her grandmother and stuff like that, I just wanted to know, uh, like, how do you connect with your spirit guides and, you know, mm -hmm. know what's around you? Okay. There's, that's a great question, Laquana. The first thing you want to do is first thing in the morning, that's when you are at your most pure state, when your body is coming from fasting state, which is our sleep state. Your soul and your body, you're human, right? You know, we're duality. We're a soul first, but we're within our human. And at that moment where you realize you're awake again, it's before you even open your eyes. And so just being grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And immediately asking, please show me my spiritual guidance the way that I can receive it. Boom. That right there. You will start, when you start asking for it in your most pure, honey, they will show up so that you're covered throughout your day. 
the more you do it, the more covered you are. And I want you to start asking. Always pray for your ancestors because they're already praying for you. This is the first dispensation that we're required to do so. And please do that. Also, you just heard uh, Cynthia's grandmother um, asking her to keep the flame lit. Because having that altar, an altar is a, a space, a sacred space that, you know, the no, not too much traffic is there. It's, it's a place to keep pure and to appreciate and to give them love and to receive love because you're their legacy. So doing that and welcoming them and just asking if there's someone specific, grandmother, great-grandma, if there's not, just asking for their guidance. The other thing is when you're out in nature, our ancestors come to us through the wind. They come through us through listening to the birds. So when you're out walking, you're doing a walking meditation. When you can do it by yourself for about 15 minutes at the most, I always say, because you don't want to overdo your human. But when you feel that gust of wind, when you feel that tickle on your skin, and a feeling, a sensation, or a vision, or an understanding, an intuitive knowing comes to you, that is most likely your ancestors speaking through you. It'll be something that you never thought of before. And at that moment, thank the Most High and thank your ancestors. Okay. Well, thank so you for calling in. Your love. Have a good night. Thank you. Nicole, we have a, about eight minutes left. I uh, wanted to revisit my uh, questions about your offerings. I know you have an ebook called the art of manifestation, aligning mind, body, and spirit. Can you tell us I a do. little about that? Sure. Thank you. Actually, it is available at NicoleXO.com. Uh, anyone can download there. It's a limited edition there. So I encourage everyone to do that before it's, taken off, but it is how I've manifested my children when, again, doctors told me don't even try to have babies. It is how I've manifested the home that we're in right now, how I manifested my first career, and how I manifested my life mission, um, and so much more. There are certain steps you take, and I have uh, condensed them down to seven. Seven meaning, the spiritual meaning to seven is you're going in the right direction, you're being divinely led, and spirit is pulling you in that direction to bless you and to not fear it. So, yeah, again, with the law of attraction, I have clients that are law of attraction coaches that still were unable to pull it together. And so how can you teach it if you're unable to do it? Because there's certain steps to still take and use the universal energy that we all have. But, you know, you can frustrate yourself to no end if you are just doing, you know, for example, affirmation after affirmation in your life, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to pull it to me, but it's not, uh, it's not working. Vision boards don't work. Monsters don't work when they all do. But there's some key components there that you can find in my ebook that will help you pull it all together. That's great. And your website is www.nicolexo.com. Is that right? Yes, it is. Perfect. And then just, I know you mentioned um, within your ebook, I was looking at your site and I saw something about the seven stages of a spiritual awakening thing, or is that a little different? No, actually, that's a book that we have coming out. It's in the process of being published now. 
And so, okay. yeah, so it's very exciting because there are seven steps to an awakening. And an awakening is the moment you realize you're a soul within a body. And so the book, uh, which will be published soft copy, and there's an ebook version as well, be out later uh, this summer. It really is important to understand what the symptoms are of an awakening and to understand that, again, your soul first. And because many of us who are not natural, who have not lived a life of spiritual guidance, of spiritual awakening, it can freak you out. When you open up to this new way of being and seeing things, so when you have that paradigm shift, it's important to have a guide, and this is that book. It gives you the steps. It breaks it down in each stage of an awakening from beginning to end. That's great. I, I love when you say paradigm shift because that's something I personally believe in as well. I believe paradigm shifts mm-hmm. are paramount to having your ability to evolve and grow, uh, not just as mm-hmm. a person, but spiritually as well, and to be comfortable with your gifts. I was looking at your yeah. site. I wanted to ask you, what is liquid gold? That's probably going to be my last question because we have about four minutes left. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, liquid gold is something that I created in my private coaching uh, sessions. Over time, some powerful revelations and profound manifestations were absolutely shining in each client that was they were just thriving in their mission, Jason. They were thriving in their love lives. They were connecting with their twin flames, got one that's getting married. They were just doing it in their life period. And I realized powerful, lasting results were being created and birthed from the specific aspects of the strategies I use. And so liquid gold is a method I cultivated over time that I teach my private coaching clients in our private coaching sessions to transform their lives into their dream life and achieve lasting success. My, my, my clients actually coined the term. They were like, oh, my gosh, Nicole, this is liquid gold. I never forget <laughs> the first one that it was like, oh, it is. We both had a breakthrough moment, you know? Yeah. Thank you for asking me about that. It's exciting. That's phenomenal. That's so phenomenal. I really enjoy the fact that you were able to share your story here because for me, it's inspiring to hear somebody who worked in corporate America, embraced your gift, and made the decision to take something like a severance into an opportunity and then turn that even further into a, a launching pad for yourself, utilizing social media with YouTube and just having the ability to, to work on all these great projects. For me, I think it's inspiring to see that you can achieve so much while having the passion to pursue your dreams. That to me is, is what I feel from this episode is going to be very inspiring to others. I want to ask you, uh, we have a little over a minute left. Is there anything else that we haven't covered yet that you wanted to share with anyone who's listening to this show right now that might be interested in developing their intuition. And I'm going to limit that to about 30 seconds only so that I can wrap up at the end. But I wanted to ask, is there anything that you would say 
in terms of a, about a 30 second answer to somebody inspiring them if they want to develop their own intuition, what would you tell them? Believe that you are a soul first. Honey, it is mind, body, spirit. And you are a soul within your vessel. You are a soul first and then you are a human being. And for many people, their human has just lived their life for them and kept them in fear-based energy, which is human conditioning. And it's time for you to live in your, your happiness and to honor your connection with source, with spirit. And so take time to have that meditative moment, which is just grounding yourself and then reflect on where you've been, how far you've come, and exactly where you're going because you are no longer your past and you are barely your current, but you are always who you are becoming. That's a phenomenal answer. I just wanted to personally thank you deeply for agreeing to come on the show this evening and sharing everything with us. I will encourage any of my listeners, if you are interested in learning more about Nicole's offerings, please go to her website and visit it, uh, www.nicolexo.com. I also encourage you to go to Nicole's YouTube channel and to visit that as well, which is Spiritual Guidance from Nicole XO. Nicole, thank you for coming on our show this evening, and it's been such a pleasure. I, I deeply so appreciate much, it. Jason. Oh, thank you. The pleasure was <laughs> uh, all mine. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great night. And thank you to all our listeners. And as always, we appreciate you listening to our show. Good night, Nicole. Thank you. Good night. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Cast.